What's up, everybody? This is your boy, DJ Ben Amin, and welcome to another episode of Fair and Bros. But before we get into this, you need to go over to the iTunes page, subscribe, hit us on YouTube, subscribe, follow us on Facebook, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, do all that good stuff. Like us on Facebook, like us on, on Facebook. Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> all right, let me try one, let me try one. Welcome to the Fair Bros, the show where the bros are fans. Doodle. And welcome, internets, to another episode of Fan, Fan Bros. Bros. A show where the bros are fans, or something to that extent. It's your boy, DJ Ben Hameen, a.k.a. the Kevin Bacon of the internets. And I am here tonight on the last show of Fan Bros Show of 2014. We did it! Woo! We really we did. We made it! Yeah, my eardrums are gone after that big intro. Thank you, Tatiana King-Jones. How are you doing tonight? I'm amazing. I'm so happy to be here. So happy <laughs> to be back in the city of my birth. Brooklyn, New York, Kings County. What's up? We in the Brooklyn spaceship today. Do it, yes, we really are. We That's are in right. the Brooklyn spaceship. Yes, and there we are, joined by the Brooklyn Wookiee himself. Right, Chico Leo, docking the space. What the? What the? What is it? <laughs> you almost Duck. had it. You almost had the escape pod in the Brooklyn spaceship in the mothership. Almost had it, boy. It was like threw the long bomb, fumbled at the five yard line. <laughs> All right. Yeah. It's been a long year. And so hopefully our special guest host tonight can pick up the rock and... You know, it's Ty the Robot here, and I'm your resident magical space Negro, <laughs> a.k.a. Lights, Camera, Action, Satisfaction. <laughs> never never gets old. <laughs> I love that intro. Oh, well, welcome, yeah, Ty the Robot. How are you doing tonight, sir? I'm pretty damn good. How y'all doing? All right. Well, you know, you are here tonight on Fan Bros Show, the voice of the urban geek. And as everyone who's a longtime listener of Fanbro's show knows, Ty the Robot is our internet intern turned internet king turned all kind of, you know. Like I do she, a lot. Yeah, like you just said, he does a lot. You know, he's like an escape slave it. and shit. <laughs> you know? <Whoa. laughs> like, I, I was like, about to say internet con. That's going in a slightly different direction. <laughs> internet you say con? that again? <laughs> internet con, like Kublai Khan from Marco Polo. Oh, my Lord. Well, I was just saying, you know, at first you were working for slave wages, and now you're working for, like, you know, um... Anyway. <laughs> what, are, what are the rest of us working anyway, for? Anyway, back to the topic at hand. Yeah, yeah I mean, but speaking of slave wages, Ty, you know, I heard you have some great news for us as we kick this one off. It's 2014, about to go into 2015, but it feels like we're taking trips back to the past in 2014, it, boy. It's been... Man, some 1960s going on. It's been one hell of a year for Black Americans. Man, yeah, and like a really long episode. But one of in Roots. particular has been, um, <laughs> you know, what? Well, you know, somebody tweeted that the other day. Before we get into that, why, why is it that Roots has become a Christmas marathon? What? What? Like a tri- a Christmas That's tradition? That's not a Christmas. They they show it pretty much every Christmas. Who? Now. Who? Who's so, they? Viacom? Who? Somebody, you know, I don't know. Where did you see Roots? I I don't. But I, I, it was tweeted. But, I, I, so, but you know, no, you're right. They do, the internet, they do so around it. the holidays. But I'm like, why around the holidays? the holidays? That's I what I'm asking. It's not a Charlie Brown special. I don't understand. <laughs> don't you, <laughs> you think of Quincy when Christmas starts around? It's, it's a big time family show in the sense that it follows <laughs> one family for <laughs> like three or four generations. Well, I, yeah. I mean, I don't know if they show it on Christmas Day, do That's they? That's something you show to bad kids. Right. Come on, man. <laughs> Roots was a very... First of all, don't clown Roots. Roots was a monumental series. Yeah, but you don't show Roots at Christmas. You show I Roots don't like agree with showing it at Christmas. Before, you show that to the kids before they start school. Like, you listen. 
<laughs> we came from somewhere, so make sure you keep going somewhere. Also, before he was Jordy LaForge, LeVar Burton got a got a singing contract or a, a recording contract out of his uh, his performance in Roots. You are lying. No, he did. LeVar Burton was briefly uh, in the late seventies had a recording contract with one of the one of the major uh, as like an up and coming R and B star. Yeah. Before reading Rainbow, yeah, way before reading Rainbow. This is I mean we're talking about like when he was like right, nineteen right. years old in like nineteen seventy eight. Wait, but way that, before Jordan. Was we're that around like the eight same years time? before Jordan LaForge. Was that around the same time Eddie Murphy had was you know no, had no, that track? No, no, did, no, Eddie Murphy was a few years after yeah, that. Definitely. Yeah. Can you imagine they both like was like doing R and B together? <laughs> Eddie Murphy and Levar Burton. No, for. With Kobe Bryant on the hook. Oh, oh, yo, yo! I was talking about that the other day. Kobe Bryant had, um, speaking of hooks, Kobe Bryant had uh, Miss Forehead, um, Tyra Banks. Sorry, uh, shout outs on. <laughs> Why are we like just throwing shots, yo? Just throwing shots off the. It's a great break. way to end the air. It's <laughs> it a great me, way to it end took the air. Way to, it took me a, that's the only way I remember. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, Tyra Banks, you know, was on Kobe Bryant's hook on on his song. What? Yeah, I know. She had her own single too. Shots. Yes. Wow, man! They this, tried. Th- what a connection we just went from, like from um Lavar Burton <laughs> to Eddie Murphy. Murphy to Kobe Bryant. My girl wants to party, party all the, the time. time. Party all the time. Yeah, that's the best part. And then the Tyra Bates, and now over to, isn't it um Azalea Bates? Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. That wasn't even planned. <laughs> <laughs> you, did, you did that. And Roots you was thrown in. Everything was, oh, man, that was magical. So you mentioned Azealia Banks. No one nowadays can't mention Azealia Banks without mentioning Iggy Azealia. True, indeed. Twitter. Or Twitter. Yeah, yeah. Or T.I. Yeah. And, oh. and, and apparently there's this trifecta. Or or, or, or. <laughs> What about Did y'all watch Young? that interview? Appropriations. Young? You can't mention this trifecta without mentioning the the um, continuing is younger boyfriend. Yeah, oh yeah, he is. Yeah, the continuing um, problems beat. with them. Yeah, problems is putting it mildly. Yeah, but uh, I, you know the problems everybody knows about right now. But you know we were speaking about roots. We were speaking about Christmas traditions, and it seems like somebody wants to start a new Christmas tradition. You know, and get some get some paper. It wasn't this a special on Dave. I mean, uh, yes, a sketch on Dave Chappelle. Probably. Yeah, it was. That's for um. Well, I mean, Ty first explain. You know what I'm talking about. What Ben is trying to, what Ben is very subtly trying to discuss is the fact that Azalea Banks recently on Twitter announced that she's going to be seeking reparations from big companies. Uh, Reparations from the U.S. Really. From the U.S. Really. For she's going for like the larger companies like J.P. Morgan and um. Like all the Fortune 500 yeah, companies, Goldman Sachs, J and J. Did she read Ta-Nehisi Coates' piece or um from the Atlantic? Did she? Yeah, I'm wondering. Uh, maybe, maybe not. She's a very intelligent young but woman. But she's very. I'm, I'm saying she's sure very she well versed and she knows her history. In between screaming on Twitter, she's actually a really intelligent young woman. Nice. All right, so go on. She wants to get. She's some seeking reparations because uh, she feels like you know these white folks owe us some money. Undeniably so, but um, I just don't see Apple coughing it up anytime soon. <laughs> you know, I don't see Nike giving it back <laughs> because everybody got an iPod now. Yeah, like, come true. on, and an iPhone. Like, let's be for real. Like, they made some money. I really don't you think know. this is going to go anywhere. To be honest, I mean, the at Indians, least not on her end. The like, Indians have have taken cases to the court. I right. mean, they're not. 
they haven't won a lot of those cases, right. but they have taken cases to the court, mm-hmm. although they have slightly more direct, like, yo, you stole this from us. Not that I'm not saying that the cases mm-hmm. are not analogous, but, do you but really- so you can actually, I mean, it, it, it can, it, there is, there are ways that legally this can definitely move forward. But do you think Azalea Banks is going to be the type to actually no. like, pursue this in, a, in the court of law? No, I don't think Azalea Banks is going to be the plaintiff when it is in front of the Supreme Court. But that doesn't mean <laughs> that doesn't mean that 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 it's not important that that she brings it up. No, no one's and Tanahasi Coates bringing it up, and you know, everyone bringing it up yeah. for that matter. But she's yeah. having- although I will say, I mean, Tanahasi Coates then went on CNN. He went on on Bill Moyers, and I feel like there are uh, people in mainstream America who were like, "Yo, what is this guy talking about?" Then they listened to him for fifteen minutes, and then they were like, "Wow, that makes sense." Yeah, most and definitely. so there's definitely when you are broaching something like this, like I'm not. I mean, I. I feel like it will go further with Tanahasi Coates as the as the the guy bringing the it to the masses. On the other hand, that's not who Azalea's you know necessarily reaching out to. Yeah, definitely. And her bringing it up, you know, reaches out to a lot of mm-hmm. other people. So it's absolutely because a lot of those people are not going to hear Tanahasi Coates. No. So you know, it's well, yeah. Her whole audience is like a bunch of like I don't want to say teenagers, but like she's got teenagers and young people on her side. So yeah, yeah. she's going to bring attention to the to it. So why not? That's that's you know that's really interesting. I really had to give her a big shout out for that because that's like yeah. really like some you know that's a tough you know topic to tackle. Like you know that's not talking about you know the wire marathon or anything. Like that's some mm. real like you know that's some real things. If to anybody talk really about. wants to like get to know Azalea Banks and what she's about, like just watch her interview on Hot uh, was it Hot ninety seven Hot Night. How do you say Ebro and them? Ebro and Peter yes. Rosenberg yeah. and that girl who doesn't really do anything. Like, oh, <laughs> I don't know her. Um, but, uh, oh, oh. but uh, that interview was fantastic, and Azalea really like. It was a fantastic yeah, interview. She really like showed herself. Yeah, and if you can watch the video versus, I mean, if you just oh, yeah, have to listen to the, the audio, video. fine. But if you can watch the video because it's, it's a lot of people say when you just hear somebody because she got really emotional in mm-hmm. a lot of parts. When you just hear things, you don't know whether the person's making stuff up or not. But when someone, you can see their face, you can see, like, their pain and emotion and the truth, really. Yeah, you can see the passion when you watch the video. Yeah. Most definitely. So, yeah, like I said, that's really a, you know, courageous move by her. So, big shout-outs from the Fan Bros team to her. And, yeah, like I said before, it's the year-end episode. There is so much going on right now. We got Ty in the house. Chico Leo's up in here. Tatiana King. Shout-out to all the fans listening. And we'll be right back. Because, oh, my God, this episode is so jam-packed that we got to take a oh break right God. now before we get to it. Yo, Internet World, what's good? I go by the name of Jabari. And first off, if you're at a computer, even if you're on your phone, I don't care where you're at right now. If you have Internet, you need to do a few things. You need to like Fan Bros on Facebook. You need to follow Fan Bros on SoundCloud. And what else do you need to do? Subscribe. Subscribe. On iTunes. Subscribe on iTunes and give a good rating. Don't just subscribe. Give a good rating, man. Word. All leave right? a comment. Five stars, comments, all that there. Word up. Thanks, Jabari. And welcome back, Internets, to this star-studded, jam-packed episode of Fan Bros Show, the voice of the Urban Geek. The award-winning voice of the Urban Geek. Oh, man, I almost forgot. We are the award-winning voice of the Urban Geek. And speaking of that, boy, that, I mean, that might have been... The topping moment of 2014 out of so many amazing moments for Fan Bros Show. I just want to thank everyone who listens, who subscribes, who supports, mm-hmm. who tweets, who tells a friend about it, who writes on the back of bathroom walls, 
about Fan Bros Show. Who puts our stickers up on the subway. Yes. I've seen them. I've seen them <laughs> on the subway. You're going to get us in trouble, but I love it. <laughs> People who put them up all around the world. Shout out to Drink Fresh Juice, who has them on the back of his truck nice. down in the Cayman Islands. Wow. wow. Yes. We're international, y'all. International. There are definitely some in Ethiopia. So shout out to Fan Bros over there. And yeah, uh-huh. man, I just want to shout out to everyone. Thank you all for supporting us. It's been a great 2014. Like I said, we won Black Web Blog Awards. For best gaming and or comics blog. We rocked it at New York Comic Con. Did we ever. Did we ever. We got, got rocked by New York Comic Con. True indeed. You know, <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was a back and forth thing. You yeah. know? It was a two-way street. Everybody gets a turn. Yes. Yes. Um, Tatiana, what was your yes. favorite moment of the year of Fanbro Show? I have several. But All right. Well, give me one. To call out one. I think one of the most important was the Jay Smooth episode. Mm, I call yes. it Smooth with a V, so Jay Smooth. Yep. Um, we were talking about Gamergate, and he laid down what was like quite possibly the most eloquent, not only explanation, but just a complete teardown of the foolishness that is that whole Gamergate movement, and the it's actually about video game journalism stuff. And good night to Tatiana King's mentions on Twitter. Come at me, bro. Oh, wow. Yeah. But yeah. No, and he wasn't even insulting anyone. It was really dope. He was like, uh, what is that, the old the old detective show, Just the Facts, ma'am? He just came out and just laid out all the facts. and re- That's what know, I said. Yeah, he was, he was yeah. pointing out how it's foolish. It was, no, I, yeah. It's ridiculous. And you can say all you want about it's just words, it's just hyperbole. Any of us who came up in hip-hop has to have learned the lesson that it only takes one person to take those words to heart that we're all throwing around, turn those words into deed, and then the mother is in the church grieving their son or their daughter. And we will spend the rest of our lives thinking about how stupid and petty that beef was that we were calling just words. That's what's at stake in conversation number one. Conversation number two, somebody is writing a review of a video game that you disagree with. So when you're asking me to ignore conversation number one so that we can focus on the real issue, conversation number two, I'm going to need more people on that. Most definitely, yeah. Big shout out to Jay Smooth for coming through. That, that was also a big moment for me just because I've been you know, a fan of his work forever and a day. Mm-hmm. And so it was really awesome just to have him in the studio you know, see people who you're a fan of come on to the show, have a good time, kick it with the Fan Bros show. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite moments of the show of this year was when you, you know, mistook Mad Matt's Fury Road for Mad Matt's Furry Road. (laughs) And one of the guys who tried to explain Gamergate to me was a furry. Oh, really? Yes, dead ass was a, you know, dude was, I mean, a legitimate, I mean, he was down for the cause. Like, he talked about, you know, no more Gamergate hashtag. Let's do uh, Fursuit Fridays hashtag. (laughs) I implore you folks, do not do what I did. And search the fursuit Fridays hashtag oh because <laughs> it's just one of those things you just don't need to know too much about, you know. But yeah, big shout out to homeboy who tried to playing gamer day to me. He wrote me a really detailed letter and it just made no sense. Still, you know, it just wasn't really. I'm sorry, you know. Big shout outs to the gamer gate, but like I said, it's been a huge year. You know, there's just been bigger issues out there, and Gamergate was just not one of those ones that really had any matter. You know, it just don't tell that to Anita Sarkeesian. I, uh, what? Nothing. Yeah. All right. Um. <laughs> so you know, I'll get I'll get flagged on Twitter for that, but I yeah, really don't care. You know, it really happens. You know, but there were so many things in the Fanbro Show world this year. I want to give a big shout out 
to everyone who entered our contest. Mm-hmm. You know, big shout out to Carly Hustle who provided us with the Hustle Bowtie Contest. Mm-hmm. That Uncanny X-Men joint, the game, which I finally beat. It took Did me you for- finally beat that iOS game? Yo, it took me forever, but I finally murdered everyone with Wolverine. Big shout out to everybody who is in our selfie contest. Oh, I love that contest. That contest was so cute. So epic. You know, thank you, everyone who entered, everyone who won. Big shout out to everyone who came down to uh, Bergen Street Comics for our uh, multiple shows. Yes. Jam-packed houses both times. Right. Out of control. Man, shout out to Bergen Street Comics for hosting us. Our man Tom with the meth lab in the basement. You know, you can stop by and get some comics. And then you can, you know, get some Breaking of that blue Bergen. magic. <laughs> Breaking Bergen. <laughs> Breaking Bergen shit comics. <laughs> oh, perfect. No, thank you, Tom, for supporting us, for hosting us. You know, we're going to have another live event probably coming up in January. Mm-hmm. So, you know, 2015 promises more from us in Bergen Street Comics. Ty the Robot, you know, you've gone from being like a watcher to, you know, uh, you know. Doer. Yeah, to like the dude in the basement. To now you're actually here, you know? <laughs> so it's like, you know, what was your favorite moment of 2014 other than, you know, right now being here in the spaceship? I have a few I have a few favorite <laughs> moments, but um uh I'm going to start with uh, New York Comic Con. Yes. That was dope. That was Um we got to work with a lot of really cool people. Um Eric Alexander, the writer, uh, Eric Alexander, Erica Alexander, and Tony Purier, uh, yes. the writers of Concrete Park. That was a great time interviewing them. Yeah, the funniest thing about that one is that I, I had no idea I who I, I Erica re- was. Yeah, I read, Man, the, I read the I was book. So mad at you. <laughs> yeah, I read. He was the like, b- "That's who y'all talked to." Yeah. <laughs> for y'all, for those don't know, he was he talked to Maxine from from Living Single. Thank you. Me and Maya were like, "Oh my God, it's Max!" Like, <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea. You know, I read the book. It didn't have a picture of on it, so I just read the book and it's like Eric Alexander. You know, I don't remember that that's Maxine. So I read the book and I was like, oh, dope book. And then they go and interview her and I'm like, oh, shit, let me single. Like, come on now. And she was uh, she was Pam on the Cosby show, too. Yes, yes, most yes. definitely. But I, I hated those years. Oh, man. And speaking of the Cosby show, you know, I, I felt like last oh, year no. Robin Dick had like the best worst year ever, you know. Yep. And I think someone this? took his place. Are we going to do this? Um, Just, I, I don't want to. Like like Chris Rod says, you know, I mean, you know, yeah, this year we lost Ro- um, Robin Williams, like, you know, which oh. which was, you know, to me was just like, man, that that sucks, you know, because that was just one of the greats. Like I was just watching this Richard Pryor uh, documentary and he's on there talking about Richard Pryor. And, you know, it's just so weird that we lost him. But like Chris Rock also said, it's like we kind of lost Bill Cosby this year, too. Ooh. Words, yeah, and Some interesting word choices. Yeah, I know. You know, we kind of lost them. You know, it's been it's been a rough year. You know, and you know, and that that's a Fambro staple. That's like you know, that's what kind of what we were built on was the Cosby Show, and you know, and Fat Albert before. Yes, that. and so it's like for Doctor Huxtable, you know, man. Yeah, but you kind of you can't got to separate. You can't got to separate Doctor Huxtable. Most definitely, you do. So you know. And Bill Cosby's not going down without a fight. He's hiring not private detectives. They're going to look after you, Ben. I mean, what? Yeah, he's what? out there hiring private detectives to discredit all his accusers. I'm not accusing him of anything. You know, no. I think that there's enough accusations right. on the table. <laughs> I don't, I don't, you don't need mine. Yeah, I don't think I need to say anything, Bill. Like It's up to 28 now. You, you got enough detectives to hire, right. bro. You ain't got to worry about me. Oh, man. Yeah, but no, actually, I wasn't even going to nominate Bill Cosby for Best Worst Year Ever. I was going to nominate Bobby Schmurder. Oh, oh, I caught a body like a week ago. <laughs> oh, as well as several charges. Yeah. Um. 
It's been an interesting year. Like we say, it's been an interesting year for black folks, you know? A lot is going on, you know, brown folks, white folks. Everybody's had an interesting year. Fan bros worldwide have had an interesting year. Mm. Yes. Ty, I still didn't, you know, I mean, we got New York Comic Con. Oh, highlights from this year for fan bros? Yeah, you know, um, what has popped off for you? Because for me. Really? It, well, go ahead, sorry. Yeah, for me being in the eye of the storm, you know, I, I remember nothing fan bros out there. I'm going to let y'all know. <laughs> like, like, I was just looking at him like, I don't think he really understands what happened this year. Yo, a lot. I got to give a shout out to our guests this year because, like, Ty, you know, emailed me a list of guests. And I was like, yo, for real? Like, you know, Premium Pete, Young Guru, Maceo, De La Soul, mm-hmm. you know, Jabari, Shannon Lanier, Lolo, I'm not going to. Pre- Lolo Oganayake. Thank you. Of Arise TV, Pharaoh Monch, Sandman. Oh, that's, you know, that's one of my favorite moments of the show of this year. Was our oh, homeboy Sandman? Yeah, it was our aborted or, you know, interview with homeboy Sandman and then our, you know. When he ditched us? Uh, yeah, you know. <laughs> you know y'all but they that. came back. Yeah, y'all they came that's back. A, that's Maybe we should be telling some secrets here on the last episode of Fair Bros. <laughs> oh, you know, no, because we don't want this to be the well, last something episode. Came <laughs> <up>. <laughs> <laughs> something came up. Something came up. The last episode right? of 2014. Yeah, something came up, you know, and he graciously stepped out of the yeah. interview and then he returned. He returned triumphantly. Triumphantly for another one of my favorite interviews I can't front, you know. Actually, one one of my favorite interviews that you guys did this year was with um, Clark Nova, mainly because of the way you oh, were yes. acting during that interview. Jason Me? Like a little kid. When you were talking about Run the Duels and Killer Mike. Oh, man. But in talking with Mike, I said, you know what? We should get somebody who can really bring that bomb squad type, you know, scronk to it and really put something firm behind you. Because I told Mike, like, I don't think you've ever had someone behind you making beats that lived up to what you can do on the mic. And I was friends with LP from other music projects I had done. And I knew LP listened to all kinds of rap and wasn't just like a New York rap guy because he had done a Jeezy remix for me. So I knew mm. that he, he might be willing to work with Mike. And so when I suggested it to L, he said, yeah, I love, I love his work. Yeah, I mean, why not? I'll do a song or two. Yeah, fuck it. I mean, I'm doing an album, but I can't, I can't do a whole album because I'm working on my album, but I can do a song or two. So he flew down. And we put them in a session together and they basically fell in love yeah. like schoolgirls within five minutes of yeah. meeting each other. It was crazy. And by the end of that day, Mike came back to me and was like, we got to bug him, man. He's got to do the whole album. Like, I'm going to bug him. You got to bug him. And we basically, poor L, we basically wore him down and forced him to make the whole album. <laughs> That's... And then them making that album cemented their friendship, and then they decided to keep going with Run the Jewels. And just to be clear, we didn't put out Run the Jewels. We we premiered the first Run the Jewels single, but the album was put out by Fool's Gold. Hey, 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 uh, hey, you put out rap music, dog. You are, you know, you put them together. You started the LP Killer Mike collaboration. You are forever, like, you have my eternal gratitude, brother. Like, well, thank you. And speaking of that, I mean, wait till you hear, you know, we got an amazing, incredible episode. I can already say it, right? We've mm-hmm. said it before to, you know, to start off 2015, where we speak more about Run the Jewels with Axel Alonso. Yeah, that's going to be epic. Y'all yeah. ain't even ready for that. I mean, I, I mean, like I said, it's hard to pick just one because there's so many great things happening on this show. Um, I would say one of my favorite reoccurring moments are when we have... Like the super friends of the Fan Bro show stop by, like on multiple occasions. Like we have Gene Gray, we have Just Blaze come by. Just Blaze episodes are always really funny too. You know, lots of nostalgia, just lots of back and forth and banter. Typically, he always takes over the show, and we kind of just <laughs> right. walk out the room and let him 
take it over, but it, I love it. So I first got exposed to crack smoke. Oh, shit. Wait, what? <laughs> While watching Batman. Oh, Because no. we went. That was the only theater we could go to. So we went to the theater, and I... I don't think I, I don't think I had ever actually seen a rat before. I'd seen mice, never seen a rat until it ran across the, the screen. Oh, Lord. it didn't run across the screen sideways. It ran across horizontal. <laughs> <laughs> that was talented rat. <laughs> it, it, it climbed up the screen, then went vertical. Um, no, and I'm like, I think I'm 11, and I'm like thinking I'm gonna get shot. While watching Batman, and there's a dude behind me, and there's some weird smoke flying over my head, oh. and I'm like, and it it just so happened to happen at the same time that Jack Nicholson fell in the vat of chemicals. <laughs> so you always associate so, that. Yeah, so I crack. always, whenever I see <laughs> crack Jack Nicholson fall into the vat that made him the Joker, I think of crack. crack. It speaks to you guys that these guests are willing to come back and like yeah. spend their time with you guys because they have a good time here and they enjoy what you guys do. Most definitely. Big shout out to Black Girl Nerds. Another, yes. Like I said, it was so many people. J.D. Williams. Mega Ran. Mega girl, Ran. Girl Gone Geek. Samus. Samus. What up? Young Spoiler Alert himself, JoJo Serrano <laughs> yes. and Esteban Serrano. I mean, you know, Kari Randolph, you know, speaking of super friends of the show. Woo. Kari, you know, Kari, you, you did a big dude. Thank yes, you. we're still waiting to get killed off in an issue <laughs> of Tech Jacket, though. I'm That's trying to my be word. in the issue, man. Yeah, I, I just, you know, killed. yeah, we ain't even got to be killed, Tar. You know, but we'd love to be in it. If you know, if you're not picking up Tech Jacket yet, you should be. Definitely, very dope book from you know Image Comics, Drybound. Yeah, I mean, it has been so many guests this year. Shout out to the homie Dulé Hill. He came through. At the end of the day. <laughs> end of the day, Dulé. <laughs> <laughs> I love that episode. Oh, man. Such a classic. Who else? Super friend Don Will, man. We got to get him back. Yes. You know, he now, now he's doing his own podcast. So it's like, right. you know, it's somebody just tweeted me the other day because I'm DJing a party with Don Will. Mm. And they were like, and so, and Cypher Sounds. Mm. Thrown by Carly Hustle. Mm. Uh, next Thursday at SOB's. It's all connected. Yeah, and the funniest thing is somebody was like, "Oh, it's three of my favorite podcasters are DJing." Wow, <laughs> that how's that feel? So bugged out, you know. <laughs> it was so bugged out that I'm known as a podcaster and a DJ. That it was really weird. Yeah. Aww. You know. So shout out to Dulé. End of the day. Shout out to the Museum of Uncut Funk. Yeah, man, that was that was a good interview. Our, our own um, Miss Maya, she went and visited the museum, the, the actual exhibit there, at the yes. uh, in Harlem, and yes, it was it was fabulous. Most definitely, shout out to Premium Pete, Kid Fury, you know, our brothers from, you know, sister shows. I guess I did that right, right? Combat Jack <laughs> our brothers show. from the sister show. <laughs> yeah, our brother from the sister shows. Combat Jack show and the Reed, you know, big shout out to them. Always class. We gotta have Kid Fury come back. When Game of Thrones come back on, you know that. Oh, yes. Yeah, done deal. That That's definitely got to happen. We had Phil Darius Wallace, who played uh, Frederick Douglass, uh, come through. And, you know, one of the things with a lot of the guests we've had is is some of the timing of them. Like when Tatiana was talking about Jay Smooth coming through right around mm -hmm. Gamergate. Yes. And we had him come through on the night of the verdict, that the verdict was dropped on the Michael Brown. Yes. That, or the, uh, the verdict, that yeah. the non-verdict. He saw this. He saw his one man play that same night. Right. And, yes. and, and just the idea that we had the guy who was whose, whose mission in life is essentially to 
try and, um, you know, proselytize Frederick Douglass words around America to young people and just in general to have him on the show talking about that. I mean, was was sort of mind blowing just in the sense of like, you know, it would be like, you know, having, you know, Admiral Akbar on your show if, the, if you're about to throw a rebellion or something like that or rebellion <laughs> is going on. And so in that sense, Ferguson is happening because it needs to happen. It needs to wake us up and and this movement needs to continue because there because there it's a problem in the justice system. There's a problem in the courtrooms. It's a problem this is a this is an amazing problem in prison. The prison system is modern day slavery hands down. Mm-hmm. You have you have uh black people and white people that get high, that sell drugs. Um, but you see mainly black and brown people in the prison. Mm-hmm. Yeah, big shout outs to him for coming on the show. That was that was definitely a moment because, like I said, the play was so powerful, and then to see him, you know, come through the next night and break it down, like why Frederick Douglass doesn't get as much love as some other, you know, because he was such a revolutionary and his thoughts were so out there and out the box that, man, you know, I, I'm I'm really happy at that because that's something like a lot of people, you know, say Juno Diaz is the best show they've had because. You know, that wasn't this year. You know, it, it really, we, you know, as Fanbro Show, like we always say, we're the voice mm-hmm. of the urban geek. And I like to drop more than just, you know, the geek on you. I like to have, you know, all of us like to speak more intelligently about topics and just, mm-hmm. you know, really try and bring some knowledge to the mm-hmm. game, you know. And you have to understand a lot of this stuff is a lot, really, it's all interconnected. It's all interconnected. You know, whether or not it's directly 100% geek related, it's all connected. All your favorite geek stuff your references your favorite heroes they were born from some ideal or ideology or or something that someone thought i mean look at it look at look at x-men what is that all about we there's so many different you know things going on about that that are completely connected to civil rights the Mm -hmm. struggle i mean everything everybody we talk to on this podcast is connected in some way so please believe we are thinking very hard about who we bring on this show and we want to make sure we bring you the knowledge and not only just you know who we bring on the show, but even when we're just here, you know, we all like mm-hmm. to speak on this. And, you know, like we say, it's not just going to be geek talk, you know, like. Hit you with that critical thinking. Oh, there you go. Because like Juno Diaz said, you know, it's like we're living the dream and this is something that's needed, necessary, you know. And so we got to make sure we take care of that tradition, you know, and honor all our listeners. And, you know, like mm-hmm. I always say, thank you very much for listening. It's Fan Bro Show. And we sometimes we just hear to throw shots. We do, we do do that. Too. I mean, you know, <laughs> you know, I mean, sometimes it's got to happen. You know, like, you know, sometimes shots got to get fired. You know, I got a gun clip ready, so you know, you know don't tell the cops. You know, but no. not not at Frederick Douglass, the original fan, bro. No, <laughs> I didn't know he was the original. Though. Well, he's up there. You know, you got I always a, put a, Black Panther, Al- Alexander somebody. Dumas, the guy who created the Three Musketeers. <laughs> he was the original fan, that, bro. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. That, there we go. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. All right. Well, you know, <laughs> we're we're looking back, but let's not look back too far. All right. <laughs> you know, but let's take a quick break right here. We'll be right back with more fan bros. Yo, this is your friendly neighborhood Mega Ran with a special announcement. Make sure you're following the Fan Bros Show on iTunes. Subscribe on Facebook. Like it, and on SoundCloud and Twitter, follow it. Let's go. And welcome back, fan bros. I hope you've been enjoying this episode. I have been. I've been enjoying this whole year. Yeah, right? You know, who cares if you're enjoying it? I am. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I, mean, you know, I just do this to entertain myself, basically, folks. <laughs> 
So yeah, it's Fanbro Show, the voice of the Urban Geek. We've been looking back over our own glorious year. But besides us having such an awesome year, it's been a, you know, mega awesome year in geek culture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, there, you know, I have to say, like I say this, the last few years I've just been saying this a lot. It just feels so amazing to be alive right now. Because, <laughs> like, you know, like, yo, word up. When Marvel unveiled their, you know, list oh, of films for, yeah. It, that for was the one next of those, 18 years. The roadmap. <laughs> That was one of those moments where I was just like, yo, man. The roadmap to yeah, winning? Like, I, I got you know, to stay healthy. I got to eat right. I got to get in the gym. <laughs> you want to make sure you're alive? Yes. All that you know, I got to be here. You know, I got to be of able mind and body, you know, when Avengers, you know, all that drops, when mm-hmm. Avengers 3, when Black Panther I'm really hits. glad I was on Twitter when that happened. <laughs> oh, my God. Right? Yo, man. Yo, when you DJ, do you play Everything is Awesome from the Lego movie? <laughs> is that your opening song? Wait, no, because the Lego movie is amazing. You know what? I love that movie. It's really good. I mean, yeah, I mean, another great moment of 2014 was that movie. Yes. Yeah. Hands down. But, like, no, speaking of that song, I wonder has anyone done a mashup of that in um, I'm So Awesome, which is just terrible. The first. Yeah, I'm going to have to work on that You're tonight. You're going to have to do it now. Yeah, or look it up if it hasn't been done already. But, yeah, speaking of that, Lego movie. Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, Guardians been, of the Galaxy yeah. was big. What are you know? I mean, let's. What was your favorite movie of 2014? Interstellar. Okay, Chico. Quick. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. Actually, I would, and, and for me, it has to be a tie between Guardians and Interstellar because I'm I'm such a space geek. You know, I love it. I'd probably go with Guardians as my most entertaining movie of 2014. Uh, best movie I saw though. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Shout shout outs to uh, Snowpiercer. Yes, there we go. I got to shout out Snowpiercer. I got to shout out Birdman because Birdman is one of the weirdest. I heard that was really good. Yeah, it's really good and really weird. And one of those movies you walk out like, was that great or was that terrible? You oh, know, so, like, you know. So you wish ne- it was about Harvey Birdman, attorney at law. Oh <laughs> man, why isn't that that mashup needs to be done with like I the, honestly with the I, one continuous shot yeah. of Harvey Birdman <laughs> yeah. doing stuff? Yeah. Oh please, internet, help me out. When I'm, I first saw the title, I thought I was like right? Harvey Birdman has a t- movie. <laughs> That'd be great, he hot like that, and I was like, "Oh, they mean real people." Okay. Man, Harvey Birdman needs to have a movie in I, like the worst way. Out of left field, I think it was this year, but uh, the dude who plays Wolverine was in a movie with Jake Gyllenhaal and Terrence Howard. Hugh Prisoners, Jackman? yeah, Hugh Jackman. Oh, I think that was last year. I, uh, I've been getting yet to watch that. I, I actually was blown away by that, but part of it was I wasn't expecting anything, and I thought actually it was Hugh Jackman's greatest performance, and I thought everyone else was also really good, I've and I thought it had a really tight script tight story like everything was sort of wrapped up in the end in a way that you just couldn't wouldn't have expected i've definitely heard that about that movie also another one um that i'm about to check out that everybody's been raving about with jake gyllenhaal is it a night nightcrawler oh, yeah yes. absolutely yeah that's that's been making a lot of people's yeah. top 10 yeah you know, list so. so so overall for 2014 we would say like it was the best year ever in movies for like fantasy sci-fi it's been a well, there were so many. I didn't even see. Wasn't Captain America this year? It was in January. Captain America, oh, Captain yes. America was this yeah. year. I mean, it was a lot going yeah. on this year. Yeah. Do you guys think Cap was better than Guardians or vice versa? Wow. I, That's, uh, think, I think Cap so two, two was films. better than Cap 1. Yeah, but I like Cap 1 a lot. I'm ashamed yeah. to say that yeah. Cap 2 okay. at this point is the only Marvel movie I haven't seen. Really? Yeah, man, you're Look, missing out on the best No, it's not. Yeah. It's not. It wasn't on purpose. I feel you. But, yeah, that's a good one. Um, No, I, I think Guardians of the Galaxy did something that yeah. just hasn't been done in a long time. Like, it, And then it and it it didn't have the benefit of having a first one where, you know, you had to set up. Because that was the thing about Cap 2 because the first one set up this whole goofy 
World War II kind of thing, which is sad that you know World War II can never be. Well, Guardians set up that whole universe though. For that's the, like, what I mean. Marvel and yeah, the so that 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 took a lot to do that and have a good ass movie, you know, in the same time. So and it was fun. I think it's oh, important man. that these things are not all grim and gritty. Thank the you. Way. Mm-hmm. I like the new Superman, but it, it definitely uh, it, you know it, it lacked in it, it lacked. It, well, it lacked also in, in it, it was grim and gritty. Yeah. It was yes. like a Batman movie. I liked it. Even the Super Spider-Man movies have been slightly grim and gritty, you know. Um, so I, I think the, the fact that Guardians of the Galaxy was fun is, is actually an important thing. You know, like it wasn't all grim and gritty. Well, I hope they don't keep up that trend with the new series of movies they have. Well, no, since they're saying, you know, Daredevil on Netflix is going to be more no, like No, I mean for wire. the DC films. Oh, for the DC films. Yeah, no, that's I interesting. I would to walk into Justice League to see that and it's like grim and like... I don't know how scary. they're going to do it because, you know, there have been so many rumors around that and how it's going to go. And you definitely have, you know, more the Dark Knight Returns with the older Batman, which is definitely grim and gritty. But, yeah, you big up to that. You were just talking about, you know, things we were looking forward to in 2015. And you said the Daredevil movie is going to, I mean. Daredevil the, show, yeah. Daredevil show should be more like The Wire. Well, that's what they're saying. They're more wow. like The Wire than a Superman, than a superhero show. I'd watch. I mean, which what? that definitely, if you think back to the classic Frank Miller, early 80s Daredevils that were all set in Hell's Kitchen, like it wasn't a superhero comic by at all. I mean, it was definitely like a, had a lot of like film noir, you know, elements and, uh. Hell's Kitchen played a role in the comic in a, in the way in the way that Baltimore does in The Wire. Most definitely, and you know, big shout out to everybody who's been watching The Wire in HD. It's now on. Um, want to let everybody know. Not only did they just have the marathon that just ended, it's also on HBO Go, where you can watch it at any time. On the go. On the go. Yeah, and it is man. You know, it, the HD transfer is really nice. I've been watching the episodes again. Mm-hmm. Still holds up. It's so funny how that show is like dated in certain ways, you know, with just certain things that just aren't happening now. You know, people smoking in clubs everywhere, <laughs> you know, in general. Yeah. Well, the cell phones in the first the season, cell the first, it premiered at the end of 2001 or beginning of 2002. One of those. At one yeah, point, technology. Stringer Bell makes a reference about how cell phones have reached market saturation. Right. And it's just like, oh, there's no. no smartphones at that point. Yeah, no smartphones. It's amazing. It's amazing. So, but that'd you be know, a whole different show with smartphones, though. Oh, my God. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be really just, ridiculous. Just to actually put things in perspective, I got my first cell phone, literally, first cell phone that I ever had. A year before the wire premiered, so you were basically already selling that brown on the corner. Like, yeah, Baltimore. no, no, no. My, my point is, no, I might have gotten one in '99, so it was like a two years. But so like, yeah, you've been putting in work. Yeah, yeah. All right, you know, let's just keep it real. Yeah, but um, and speaking of things, you know, that we're looking forward to, got in, that WMD <laughs> 2015 Star Wars. <laughs> I love the pause. He said it in the most quiet way. It's fearful that his voice would shatter the glass what's in the, the room. What's the release date for Star Wars again? Yes, later, right? That? It's in the later. December, actually. Later. Ooh, well, what's for, before that? Oh, man. Wait. A lot of waiting. Avengers. A lot of fasting. <laughs> <laughs> a, lot, a lot of fasting, a lot of praying, a lot, a lot of training of, of Padawans. Yeah, a lot of hope and yeah. fear. Some new hopes. And uh, Batman fear. v Superman, too, right? Yeah. Wait, is that actually next year? I think yeah. so. No they claim. way. They claim. It's going to be a busy year for fan bros. Wow. Man, man. That, that's interesting. Yeah, Avengers, though. Yeah, definitely. But, um, I mean, Star Wars, Avengers. Yeah, it's so much popping, you know. I'm just really excited. You know what we didn't mention? Sorry to backtrack, but we didn't mention, we didn't mention Dawn on the Planet of the Apes. 
No. That wow. was a huge movie. Yeah, yeah, especially for the fan bros. And I want to challenge this to anyone listening who has seen that movie or who wants to see it. I have one question. What happened to the black man? I this, don't know. this is a serious question, fan bros. Watch the movie again and just and just answer that. It's not like I'm saying not 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 what happened to the black man in general. You know, like what what happened to the black man? You know, where's the brothers <laughs> in the movie? No, I'm not talking about that. There is a black man in the movie, and I want to know what happened. to I him. bet it's in the deleted scenes on the on the DVD. It like, better I bet, be. I, I bet he has a huge storyline that they literally <laughs> just cut out. Like that dude had a wife and kids, and we meet them, and we go to their birthday parties and stuff like that. Something. And then literally they just cut that whole dude's story out, and they're like, oh, no one will notice. So you're basically saying that he had boyhood you know, as a side movie, you know, in Dawn of the Planet Apes. Right, was, something was, like that. Exactly. I was trying to make that reference. You exactly. Know? That was another movie that I have to big up. You know, it's not really the fan bro thing, but Boyhood, yeah, that's an ill, you know, that's an ill concept. They shout set out a precedent with that. Yeah, shout out to Richard Linklater. You know, that is, that's an ill, and he, he pulled it off. It's a very, you know, like, not only is it a movie that was shot over, like, what, 17 years or something? 12 but years. 12 years. Still, like. 12 years. Yeah, 12 years. They pull it off. It's a very well done movie. And that's another great movie where you see people like, you know, at one point, uh, Ethan Hawke is sitting there smoking a cigarette in front of his kids. And it's like nowadays, you know, it'd be like, you're a murderer. You know, you're going to jail. And he's just sitting there huffing away in the you know movie. Now, you still see that in the hood. I definitely ears. see that in my neighborhood. Oh, you like, see people it. Are smoking yeah, in front of their, yeah. They're literally picking the kids out of the carriage with the cigarette dangling <laughs> out of their mouth. I mean, you know. Oh, Chico. That's you're still on. living on them rough streets of Baltimore. Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> we just had a checkers open on my corner. So, you know, I don't know. What moving to tell on. You. I, don't, I don't know if that's moving on up or moving on right, down. Right. Replace the meat. <laughs> It replaced a meat down. market that just had the words meat in big letters on it. So, you know, yeah, I don't that, know which it might way just be moving going. on steady. Right. <laughs> it's steady as she goes. <laughs> I, I don't know. You know, um, I don't know if that's speaking of meat or anything, but I have to talk about, you know, some of the comics of the year. There was a lot of great comics. I really, you know, one I've talked about before, but I just want to big up because, like we say, because of the year we've had, big up to Genius. I think it's from Top Cow. Google this comic book. It is just one of the most important books I've read this year. Just an amazing book. So dope. So crazy. What, what, what more can I say about it? Todd, did you get a chance to pick it up? I haven't. Oh, my Sorry. God. It follows the, you know, I've spoke about it before on the show, but real quick synopsis. It follows the idea of what if a Genghis Khan or another world-conquering person was born in the ghettos of Compton. What would happen? Whoa! You know what That's if that a nutty would, and what if that military mind was in a sixteen-year-old girl born in Compton? That's what genius is about. That's what it's about. Oh, I'm no, picking that interested. up. Yeah, it I'm is. No, and and it, it takes it to a conclusion because it's like when I first read it, it's kind of like a, I was thinking it's more like a the spook who sat by the door mm. type of thing. I don't know if anyone knows that reference. It's a film and a book, the spook who sat by the door about a black man who joins the CIA, learns their secrets, and then comes back to the hood, teaches the hood the CIA secrets, and then and that's a revolution, you know? Mm. And this is what this woman does, and the 16-year-old girl, you know, and takes the hood, and, and but the thing is, as you read the book, spoiler alert, it's not so much that she wants to start a revolution and, you know, raise the hope of black people. It's just the fact that she is a Genghis Khan, that she can. Alexander the Great. No, not that she can, it's that... It's that mindset of a person who's like Alexander the Great, who's born, is like, I'm going to conquer the world. Mm. I want to watch the world burn. 
you know, that's the type of person she is. And Damn. so she does a revolution because she's like, well, at least I can help the people while I'm, you know, watching the world burn. I see. Yeah. So genius, you know, like I say, oh, just it, it, it's just an amazing book. If anyone hasn't read it, you know, I just recommend it to everyone. Ty, what were you reading this year? What, what, you know, what kicked off? You know, <sighs> so many books. Um, yeah, I started my year like with the ending of Young Avengers. Mm. Mm. But I, um, I wasn't sure if that ended this year. It or... ended in January of this year. Oh well, then let's just put that on um, the. You know, and uh, I'm gonna put yeah. that on my list anyway because yeah, it, it's yeah. so good. Damn sure. But um, <laughs> lucky for us, yeah. it went right into Wicked and the Divine. Yes, which is by... one of my favorite books of 2014. It's probably gonna be my favorite book of 2015, to be honest. Might be. Shout out to Kieran Gillen, Jamie McKelvey, and Color and Matt, Matt Wilson, the mm. artists and creators of Wicked and Divine that and Young Avengers. So good. Yeah, just epic, 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 you know, so. And that <laughs> the guy, Ball, the Kanye West proxy, yes. kills me <laughs> on his issue. Yes, Ball. And, and in the latest issue, they have a Prince proxy. Wicked and Divine wow. is a book about uh, gods being born into the form of, like, pop stars. It's like they're this amalgamation of like the concept of these gods, and it's so Yeezy like, is real. Yes. Yeah, and he <laughs> and he quotes Kanye in his like, and when he's talking, he's like, "Oh, I, be, I was a god before I knew I was a god." Like, <laughs> yes, yes. I'm picking that up. And there's a black, as I called him before the issue dropped. There's a character who looks like Black Longshot, like you know the Marvel oh, yeah. character yes, Longshot, because yes. mm-hmm. I was like calling him Give that him the cover. Yeah, he, 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 almost. Well, almost, but he has the star of his eye. Everything. Right, right, you know, right, right. Looking like was even better. Yeah, but then when the issue comes out, you find out that he's really more of the Prince, you know, amalgamation character. Like, this dude is, you know, Prince, one yeah. name necessary, you know. Circa Purple Rain. Yeah, yeah. That's Circa Pur- it's It's, yeah, Wicked and Divine, you know. I'm going I'm to put a big list up on fanbros.com, mm-hmm. you know, of all my favorite books. But I just wanted a big shout out to Genius and, like Ty said, Wicked and Divine. Ooh, another one. Um, I, I can enter one. Okay. Ooh, I can enter one. Saga. Like yeah, I for those I up on saga for those yeah. who listen to the show, like I'm not like the biggest comic book head here. I'm more into the animation, but because of Ben, I mean, because of all the listeners and everyone like saying, "Yo, this is the book you should be reading." I read up on Saga, and it's really just amazing. It's mind boggling. It's like I don't even want to compare it to Guardians of the Galaxy, but it's like that on steroids, on ecstasy, on like. <laughs> 10 like it's amazing and, and, and it has a coherent storyline that's what I like about it so much and it's just different from everything I've ever seen and read I, I just really don't want to give stuff away just because I think it's just it's such it, it's star-crossed art. lovers on the run right but but it's so much more than right it's so hard to discuss without spoilers. it's so hard right. to discuss exactly it's, it's it's just really an amazing piece of art and I really I implore you guys to really pick up this yeah this no, piece I, of work. I agree that that would be my also that's that would be your comic, well you your had comic. given me the trade paperback last year and then I yes. got caught up on the second and third and I actually need to get the fourth the one fourth one's out, now. out yep um so I'm not totally caught up but I, I I'm also I'm really impressed with it um, oh, no, Brian K. Vaughn, the author, yeah. you know, wrote uh, Why the Last Man, which Ooh. Tatiana, you're also going to have to read. It's the last you haven't read Why the Last Man? Yeah, that's incredible. Yo. Yeah, you will. It will blow your mind. Tatiana, that's And it's only 60, 60 issues. <laughs> it's that's going to take you places. Yeah, it's 60 issues. It's done. You know, I've read that. Was, so I can read just that read it all. You can read it all. And it's one story and it's done. But yeah, and Fiona Staples is the artist of um, Saga. And I've been reading it for a minute now. 
It's like one of the, I think it broke records for graphic novel sales this year. Wow. It's a huge hit. Doesn't surprise me at all. Yeah, it's it's across the board. Like it sells right up there with Batman. It's like Batman. Yeah, Tom Tom from Bergen Street Comics said it's the biggest seller there. Yeah, so mm. everyone's reading it, so I'm really glad of that. And, you know, it shows no signs of slowing down. It's an amazing issue every, oh, man, read Saga. Yeah, definitely. And it does some really great, yeah, I don't know, it does really great stuff with, with alien races. It just does great and stuff with everything. Yeah, yeah. and, and yeah. it's sort of magic, <laughs> and it's, it's everything combined. It's just one of the best books ever written, definitely, ever made. Man, wow, that, that was a bit some kiss ass right there. But you know. <laughs> It's the truth. Yeah. You know, sometimes you got to give them the truth, you know, and right about now it's time for some more truth because, you know, we have a special guest. We have Ty up in here. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. That's right, oh, folks. No. And you know what time it is. It's time for the Brap segment. Woo-hoo! With Ty the Robot. Oh! Ty's in the hot seat. All right. Are you ready, sir? Yeah, sir. Falcon or War Machine? Falcon. Why? Um, I just read his uh, first issue as Captain America, and that... Um, that is the reason I'm picking Falcon. I'm not going to spoil anything for anybody, but I'm going to say that's the reason that's I'm picking him. That's the reason. Him. Okay. It must be a good reason. Let me just big up that book real quick. It's good. Mighty Avengers. I slept on it for a long time because I thought they were pandering by putting all the brown people in one book. <laughs> you know, I thought they were. I can't lie, Marvel. I'm sorry. I thought y'all were pandering. But oh my God, it's so good. <laughs> it is so damn good. That's another book, y'all. Go pick up the trade. Oh, also, um, I know Marvel crossovers are kind of eh, but Axis, the way they wrote Cap- uh Falcon is Captain America when he goes off on the other heroes. That's yeah. my dude. <laughs> Definitely. Wow, okay. That's my dude. All right. The Wire or Breaking Bad? I haven't really watched either. Um, uh, the few episodes I've seen of both, I'm going to go with The Wire. Okay, that's Smart fine. move there. Yeah. Capturing the zeitgeist of today. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lex Luthor or Luther Vandross? What? I love cheek <laughs> Luther Vandross. You know, so far, I, everyone that we've asked that question. Oh no, no, no that's not true. Has people? Phil Darius actually answered Lex Luthor. Yeah. Nice. Yep. He said they weren't listening to Luther Vandross. Lex when Luthor he was is crazy. Up. All right. Yeah. All right. We have Magneto or Professor X. Magneto. Wow. That very quick to that one. Yeah. How are you not gonna pick Magneto? True indeed. That's Mike Malcolm X Malicious MLK. Yeah. And you gotta go with the, you know, the gun by the window. Luke Cage or Black Panther? Black Panther. You know, gun by the window once again. <laughs> <laughs> Emmanuel Lewis or Gary Coleman? Mm. Emmanuel Lewis? <laughs> Uncertainly. Because uh, one of them uh, he's the one that's still alive. Yeah, right? he's still alive. Okay. Yeah. Emmanuel Lewis. Oh wow. All right, man. You gotta have that kind of reaction. Yeah, I know. <laughs> All right, here's the big one. God bless the dead. Here's the big one: Star Wars or Star Trek? Oh God. Um, I'm not gonna fire you. Don't worry about it. You can say whatever you want. <laughs> okay. I will. <laughs> I'm gonna pick this, um, and not for the safety of my job, but uh, but because my mother watched this when I was a little kid all the time. Star Trek. Nice, nice. You know, that so I'm, that, honestly, I'm just used to Star Trek. That definitely wasn't for the safety and of your job. And the first time I saw Star Wars. <laughs> if you really, Ben? I mean, if you don't, really? If you don't for the safety of your job, you would have picked the other one. You know? Ben, I mean, <laughs> What is wrong with you? But no, the first, my first exposure to Star Wars was my stepdad taking me to see um, episode one. Phantom Menace? 
Is that what it was called? Oh, oh I would have. I would have. Yeah, the one that came out like. I would have kicked yeah. my stepdad yeah. when I walked out of that <laughs> one. And no, but that's the thing. I went and saw it, and I was like, "What is this movie? And why is this Jar Jar Binks guy so annoying?" Like, yeah, like, oh, I want to watch this. That's what I mean. I would have kicked, kicked the shit out of my dad. And exactly, that was yeah. my first exposure to it. So I didn't really know anything what about Star Wars. What a disrespectful stepdad! He couldn't show you the. <laughs> He couldn't show you the other ones, you know, like, you know, get you ready, you know. Oh, man, this is plagiarism. All right, well, if you could have any one superpower, what would it be? Telepathy. Yes, I love that one. I'm fucking shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Not going to take long after that. (laughs) No, it's not. No. Kim Fields on Living Single or Kim Fields... On facts of life. Kim Fields on living single. What? No. What? Facts of life. No. Tootie. Yeah, Regine Hunter? What? Tootie. Right. Yeah, I know. All right. Is that it? I don't have any more. Yeah, I think I think we're going to let you off the hook this yeah. time. Okay. <laughs> facts of life? Tootie? Really? Yeah, hey, man. She was such a... She was wasted on that show. Yeah, you know, you're probably right, because I really never really cared for her. Like, I cared for uh, the thug dot. Was it Joe? The one who drove a motorcycle? Yeah, the lesbian? Man, she was hot. Nancy McKean. <laughs> she was hot on that motorcycle. I'm sorry. You know, leather? Yeah, it did something for me. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, that's enough of that. Uh, let's oh, say, my yeah, God. Let's take a quick break right there, and we'll be right back to wrap up this year-end episode of Fan Bro Show. Don't forget to follow us on SoundCloud, to like us on Facebook, and subscribe on iTunes. But what are they subscribing to? To fan bros. Awesome. Perfect. And welcome back to Fan Bros Show. Man, this should be the last time I say that in 2014. This is the end of the year end episode of Fan Bros. <laughs> Award winning Fan Bros Show. Award winning Fan Bros Show. And this National is DJ Ben I mean, D. Captain Kirk of the Spaceship. Was that what you were trying yeah, to do? that was what he was doing. <laughs> it took me a while to get what you were going with I was that. hoping so, that that was working better than it was. Because <laughs> it wasn't. Got to work no. on my on my Kirk impersonation, yeah. folks. Yeah, not really doing it that yeah, you well. You got to get Captain Kirkisha in here, dude. Word yes. up, y'all. Have we shouted out Captain Kirkisha? Shout out to oh, Maya. Have we shouted out Maya? Have I've we mentioned out Maya, May but, but let's... We, we, it was a mention, but let's officially shout them out. <laughs> yes. Shout out to Maya. Shout out to May Rose. Kimsonian. Shout out to Kimsonian. Our Shout Space Ghost producer. Samir the engineer. Samir, we don't give you enough love. We just want to say that we love you. You're the best sound engineer on the planet, and we appreciate you. Word up. Thank you very much. You make our shit sound so crisp, even when you're not there. You know, <laughs> It just happens. The magic just extends throughout the ether. You know, big shout out to Bowman 12L. Did Steady I get that right? Steady producing content for fanbros.com. Shout out to Con Kane, who has Con the Kane. official portrait artist of the of the fan The royal artist of the fanbros. Yeah. Yes, the official portrait artist, the face painter, the uh, yeah, that didn't work. Um, yeah, yeah, you know, you do a lot. You know, Con Kane got the sketches on deck. You know, I've been emailing him. We were working on some bid things for 2015 with him. So shout out to him. Stay woke. Stay woke. Shout out to everybody who produces content for fanbros.com. Shout out to Risen, our original fanbros comic of 2014. Word. Our Digi Combat comic. Our Combat comic. Chris Robinson, what up? Yes, originals. You know how I like to say it. 
Oh, man, there's so many people we got to thank and love, you know, but before we, you know, finish this show, we do have to, you know, have a sad farewell to, you know, some television this year. Right, so television, not like movies, you know, it comes into our life for five, six years, four years, three years, two years, depending on how successful the show is. <laughs> Half a year. And, uh, three weeks. Yeah, so we, some some shows that were some, some fan bro staples have gone away. We will no longer be talking about, you know, True Blood, which, you know, I think most people felt went on too long yeah. and there was not enough Lafayette. Um, Boardwalk Empire. Boardwalk Empire that really went out with a bit of a whimper. Yeah, see? Yeah, Boardwalk Empire just never totally, I think, in its five seasons ever really got it together. It never got to that point. Yeah, Yeah. you're right. I I, I gave up on it mid-season. At at its height, it was never, it never achieved like any kind of wire or Breaking Bad. No, it had like one good season. You know, and I thought it had multiple good seasons, but it never had any great seasons. Pushing it. Um, Boondocks. Boondocks, which, you know, was not, you know, is an example of a creator who was not involved with the with the last season. And, right. uh, and, and, and you know, it showed. Yeah. Exactly. I to see it go out like that. Yeah, you know, damn shame what they did to that dog. Although, <laughs> it, you know, the uh, Aaron, Aaron, Aaron Magruder did, you know, uh, go Black on Jesus. to uh, Black, Black Jesus. Jesus, which, you know, I, I was a fan bro show favorite. Um, uh, Defiance was a show that ended. It only lasted two seasons, but it was a <laughs> sci-fi channel show. <laughs> and uh, I thought if you like sci- if you like science fiction and, and dealing with uh, different alien races, I thought they did some interesting stuff with racism. And for those of you in the Midwest, it definitely was set in St. Louis in in the fu- in the dystopic future. Um, you don't get much in St. Louis in, in the oh, dystopic shit. future. So you don't get much in St. Louis in general. Well, no, um, I mean it's normally stuffs in in L.A. or in New York or in Alaska or whatever. But you know. I don't know about Alaska, but yeah. You know. Shout out to Sons of Anarchy. Sons of Anarchy, which is a show that I personally gave up on three years ago, but <laughs> you know, oh, shout out to them. And what's up with them? Like they 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 just started getting longer and longer. I would check the the TV guide, and it'd be like each episode was like two and a half hours long, towards you know, with commercials. I don't know, but towards the end, you know, there was a lot of fans of Sons of Anarchy. There certainly one. were. I have to that say was, that was one I never really got into, but yeah, you know, shout out to them. Since we're shouting out things that are ending you know we talked comments earlier i really had to say one real quick yo the she hulk series by marvel i'm really sad that it's getting canceled because i just finally read an issue this week and that's my bad like oh man that book is so damn good you know apologies to them apologies to the creators i hope y'all you know move on to bigger better things because that she hulk book man that, that that was a good one you know, and like we've been doing all episode, you know, shout out to everybody who supports. Shout out to all our fans. Ooh, I have one more TV show. All our listeners. Oh, that, that, oh, uh, goodbye. Uh, Legend of Korra. Yes. Oh, yes. Went man. out with a bang. Yes. Apparently, yeah. Yeah, went out like a soldier, you know, shooting guns, blazing. The last the two enemies. seasons of that show will change your life. Wow. Wow. And Tatiana, I implore you to watch this show. Oh, I'm already, I'm already almost there. I oh. am midway through, because I have to start on Avatar. I'm midway through season three of Avatar. Mm-hmm. Once I'm done, it's on to Korra, and I will be there with you in about a week and a half. Those last two I'm seasons. I'm going to jump into. If you want to see women of color kicking ass, watch that I can't show. Wait. And it's not just young women, it's older women too. Kicking yes. ass. Yes. And I'm with you. And I'm with it. And big ups to Legend of Korra. I saw Set It Off in the theaters. Does that count as seeing uh, <laughs> women of color kicking ass? All right, Jake. <laughs> Damn sure does in my book. You know, and I know a lot of people's favorite parts of the show is when I, DJ Ben, I mean the butcher of names. 
you know, butcher somebody's name. Yes. And so right now I'm going to attempt to shout out our commenters, you know, our fans of the show, people who support us, who, you know, come to our SoundCloud page, they subscribe, they leave comments every week. You know, I love you all. So, you know, here's some love back to you. Big shout out to the Chillster, to Izzy Eyes. Already, so let me, let me try it so again. Start from the beginning. Start Big shout out to names. Chillster. Isaiah Izzy G, who I never understand what you're talking about, but you're I there. I understand. Thank I'm, you. I'm with you, Isaiah. You're there every week, brother. I love you. K-Dub 86, bougie badass, who I just love her name because she's bougie badass. That's so awesome. Madison Phoenix Rising, Josh Swit, Awesome Nobody, Brosty the Demigod, Aunt Cave, Ramin Sharif, Buddha Strive, Camille Cole, Amber the Bug Freeman, Samus Music. What up? This is <laughs> ca- ca- you can do it. Kashuku ca- Caramel. All right. And Ooh. everyone who comments, subscribes. If I missed you, yo, leave a comment. Say, yo, Ben, I mean you missed me, and I'll shout you out on a future show. Big shout-outs to Edwin, brother of Boss Nod, who's a huge fan of the show. We actually shouted him out, but I butchered his name. He hasn't even heard me butcher his name, <laughs> but he's going to hear that soon. And so I got it right this time. Edwin, what up? Big shout-outs to the real Cochise who hit me up on Xbox and said what up. So, mm-hmm. you know, shout-out to everybody if you hit me on Twitter. Shout-out to anyone who leaves a comment. You know, everyone, man. We love you. Thank you. It's because of your support that keeps the inspiration engine of the spaceship going. So thank you. Yes. Yes. Anything else before we get out of here? What's one thing you guys are looking forward to next year? Mm. For fan bros, I mean. Taking over the world. I mean, are we talking, we're talking about fan bros behind the scenes or things like Star Wars? or I mean, like, know, just for the show, maybe for pop culture, whatever you feel like you're excited I, for. I'm yeah. hoping to get those statues erected in our honor in 2015. Looking forward to, uh, you know, conquering new new arenas, you know, uh, for you know, the, the fan bros TV. Uh, we want to mm. do, do some more with. I think for a lot of our deaf listeners, we want to do more with the fan bros Braille. I think that, you know, there, there's definitely a, a lot of areas that we, we can wait, be exploring. Wait, wait, you said for the deaf listeners, Fambro's Braille. Braille. <laughs> he did say that. <laughs> Why not? What? Let's go keep that. Yeah, oh, well, that's definitely, we're rolling with that Fambro's Braille. It's happening. For the deaf listeners. Yeah, for the right, deaf, the deaf listeners. listeners. But you don't hear me, though. Okay. You know what I mean? Right. Um, Tatiana, oh, what wow. are you looking forward to? Um, <laughs> wow. That's hard to follow up. I'm looking forward to just many more important, interesting individuals and groups to come on the show. Yes. You know, like I said, bigger and better things for Fanbro show. Into existence. We we you know, I'm I'm interested I can't wait to be into the comic, right, Kari? Right, Kari? Yep, word up, Kari Randolph. We're waiting on you. I mean, there's a lot of you know, I'm hoping, you know, have Todd McFarlane draw me this year. F it Ryan Otley, you know, Invincible. Fanbro's the magazine. I'm, I'm also. I cannot wait until we get a trending topic on Twitter. Yo, wow, yeah, milestone. You know, yeah. Trending topic on Twitter. Uh, yeah, or we start a trending topic. Small on Twitter. goals, small goals, but you know, yeah. that's a know. big goal. Uh, yeah, I think the, that's achievable. W- it's achievable. Yeah, you know, we are the Fan Bros Show. Ty, you know, what what are you looking forward to from Fan Bros Show? As you I'm know, if someone like, went I'm, from the outside. I'm gonna to the write up a Chico statement and say well, I'm looking forward to Fan Bros TV blowing up. Oh, okay. Yes. I, I mean, as long as you're looking at the more Fanbro's Braille blowing up, because that might... <laughs> I mean, I'm looking for the Braille for the deaf. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for the deaf, you know. God. Big shout-outs to them. Made sure you, heard, you hear this. 
you know, because you might not be able to hear it, but damn it, you're gonna read it. <laughs> you're gonna feel it. Oh. Uh, ch- <laughs> yes. yes. Chico, people gonna want you to meet them down at Temecula. <laughs> no, what are you talking about? <laughs> Deaf people are less included in culture than blind people. Because do- blind people can listen to fan bros, and deaf people can't. Combat Jack, DJ Ben Hameen, and Fan Bros World.